You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Witt broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, directed by Chad Stahelski previous director of John Wick chapters 1 and 2. Um, just to disclose, I have not seen John Wick chapter 2, and we will probably discuss spoilers on both of those movies um, because you, it's hard to talk about the third movie without discussing some minor plot details that um, happen in the first two movies. Um, given I haven't seen the second movie, I will try to dance around, you know, you know plot machinations and... Um, Spo- major spoilers that would um would you know just dive deep into the movie but i'm gonna have to talk about you know just broad stroke stuff plot machin- uh, plot machinations that happen in the first two movies so um anyways john wick is played by keanu reeves this movie stars um halle berry as uh sophia ian mcshame as winston Lawrence Fishburne as Bowery King, uh, Mark Dacascos, Dacascos as Zero, uh, Asia Kate Dillon um, as the Adjudicator, and Lance Reddick as Sharon. Um, we also has to we also have Tobias Siegel as Earl, Angelica Houston as the director, Saeed. Tamul as the elder and Jerome Flynn as Barricada. Jerome Flynn is uh, Braun on uh, Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, we have a pretty wide, pretty big cast on this list. And so honestly, this is a John Wayne movie. You you can pretty much set all of those uh, individuals that kind of you know are flourished throughout this movie. Um, they they might get five minutes, ten minutes here, there, but this is two hours and ten minutes of John Wick-fueled action. I would say there is so much action in this movie. There are so many innovative ways that people are, you know, getting killed and getting shot, getting sliced, getting whacked, getting bapped, getting, you know, something's happening to them um, by John Wick. And this, this movie expands the genre of action from not just a uh, gunplay is what I would call. Um, there's in the first two movies, it's, uh, there, there's tons of, uh, you know, people getting shot left and right. And, uh, I think that you as the viewer become somewhat numb to the action, uh, after watching so many people get shot in the, you know, in the face and the head and this and that, and the other, you, uh, start to say, okay, um, what next? So this movie sort of has that problem as well. Um, the writers, um, Derek Colstead, uh, and Shay Hayden, Chris Collins and Mark Abrams, um, are all listed on this, um, are all listed on this feature. 
Shay Hayden doesn't really have too much um, under his belt. Army of the Dead screenplay. Um, what was the other screenplay writer? Uh, Derek Colstead. He was a writer on John Wick 1, 2, and now he's on 3. Um, yeah, he's mostly known for, it looks like, action. Um, and Mark Abrams. He was a writer on uh, Breaking In, a Fox show in 2012, and Double, I don't know, some some other small shows, actually. So these writers, and, and he was also a writer on Entourage, um, and the Bernie Mac show. I like some Bernie Mac now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these writers don't seem to be the type of writers that are writing to have a really deep, intricate narrative. And that's something I really liked about the first one, at least. I thought that the, uh, the fact that um, uh, John Wick's wife was involved, heavily, sort of heavily involved in the reasoning of why he kind of gets set off it's kind of a big deal at at the first beginning at the beginning but then it's also losing his puppy as well you know having his car stolen it's this that and the other it's uh it's got a lore in the first uh john wick that i feel starts to lose you start to lose in the third movie the third movie becomes such an action-fueled ride. You're like, this is amazing. And like I said earlier, the the choreography, the action, all of that, the cinematography of the action, I think is extremely well staged, the blocking, all of that. Um, but the thing is, what? all right, let's, let, for, for instance, if we see Keanu Reeves as John Wick take out 10 guys, using, I don't know, let's say one gun, and they all have machine guns. Um, after he does that one time, you you as the viewer are like, okay, if I see that again, it's not as big of a deal to me. So you kind of have to one-up yourself every time you do one of these um, action scenes. And this movie started to feel somewhat like a video game slash action set piece, the movie. And it felt like they kind of wrote around the, wrote the story around the different set pieces and, uh, action sets that, uh, we, we, you know, we go along. And I feel like with saying that we have 25% story, 85%, sorry, 75%. I don't know. Uh, percentages. We have, we have 25% story and 75%, um, you know, action. And with that 25% story, you're like, give me anything you got. I mean, I need something, you know? And so, uh, I, I will say I probably was a little bit hinged. Um, I was hindered watching this movie, uh, you know, going from John Wick chapter one to three and not watching number two. I know that probably, uh, you know, affected my enjoyment just a little bit, but I felt like we didn't have the, the characters in this movie written as well, nor fleshed out as much. The character development was definitely not fleshed out as much in, um, this movie as it is in say the first one with like William Defoe's uh D- William Defoe's character or um even uh, the bad guys I I think the the bad guys in this 
are kind of, it's like this unlimited entity that is coming. I mean, it's like these these faceless mooks that come from God knows where. So if you know the lore of John Wick, you know by now that there is a, let me give a quick synopsis of this. Super Assassin, Super Assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. And so, yeah, the, he's basically on the run the majority of this two-hour, two ten-minute movie. And we lose focus on the character development. And we don't necessarily care about who is he fighting, why is he, you know... Why is he fighting? The who, what, when, where, it, it really doesn't matter. It, it's just this binary decision of having John Wick take out pretty much anyone that comes his way. And no matter if it's the low-level guys when he's defeating like 10, 20 different guys at one time, or if he's fighting the big boss guy, it doesn't matter because it doesn't feel like there's any consequences to this movie. And if you know by now, you're in John Wick uh, Chapter 3. If you've seen the first two, assumingly, you've seen him shot, stabbed, hit by cars multiple times. And it's not a spoiler to say that this movie is happening very soon after the last two, which the last two happen all within like a two-week period. And this this movie is all happening uh, within less than a week. And it just becomes to the point where this guy is a fucking Terminator. It, it it it's it's a comic book movie realized come to life, especially with the the titles that come up, kind of in a sans serif font, and it has the uh, you know it's tilt shifted, and it has you know color added to the last word, you know like finish him or something like that. Um, but I think it was game. Uh, sorry, uh, Mortal Kombat or something like that. But anyways, the. Um, yeah, I was just, I was really liking the aesthetic style, and honestly, the first fuel, fuel-ridden hour, uh, the first hour of this movie is just like injected with what feels like Red Bull straight up the ass, and it's like, it's intense, almost to the point where when I was finishing the movie, I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted just watching the movie, so what I'm hearing left and right, um, Majority of the people will agree that this is another amazing John Wick film. The character development is little to none, in my opinion. Um, Some people might say otherwise. Um, The world building, they attempt to, you know, increase the world building in this and, you know, kind of go international a little bit. And they show some, you know, amazing landscapes and, you know, interesting places that he goes. But I still felt like we were still focused. We were were solely focused with... Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick the entire time that um, I was like, I kind of wanted to get this, get out of his head. I wanted to get out of his perspective just a little bit. So that was just me personally. Um, So let me see. What else? Co-stars Halle Berry does amazing. There's uh, she, honestly, I think this movie would have been better with her uh, 
in it more. I She's not in it nearly as much as I would have wanted her to. And the action set pieces that she's involved in, especially with dogs, a lot of people are just, you know, talking about these dogs. It is amazing what they do with the, the set, the action set pieces with the dogs. It straight up goes like video game levels uh, of, uh, you know, action levels that piece, but it's all coherent for one thing. It's all, uh, it's all uniquely shot and it doesn't feel like, like I said, it this movie definitely goes through the amount of, you know, tons and tons of bad guys. And so, you know, adding the dog layer makes it a little bit more interesting on the kills and whatnot. I was like, this is badass. Especially having uh, John Wick and Sophia, uh, Halle Berry's character, uh, kind of side by side um, shooting together. Um, I think this movie is seriously lacking in uh fun i guess is what i would say i i i you generally as long as you are somewhat desensitized to the violence because you will be after about two and a half hours two two hours or whatever if you if you've watched the first two john wicks you're definitely going to be desensitized by the time you watch this um but there's something about the senses of seeing, you know, people get shot over and over. Some people get beat over and over. It's just like, okay, what's next? Is either you got to add some story or you got to do something about it that makes it more interesting. I made this comparison on, um, I think I made it on Detective Pikachu or something like that. I don't remember. I, I made it on a, a, a with with Fast and the Furious. A, 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 either way. Let me let me just do a quick comparison to the action. The action in this movie can be compared to like the action or the the car driving, um, the race the racing in um, Fast and the Furious. So if we're watching Fast and the Furious and we're watching street racing for two hours, say we're watching people in the car for that long, two hours straight. We become numb to whether he's going to be in first or last because you can really either do one or the other. Um, so it becomes a binary decision between um, between the narrative structure. This is kind of the same way. This is having you know John Wick in the action uh, versus it's like John Wick versus death and you automatically know John Wick's going to win because he's already beat everybody in the first two movies. And after the first hour, you're like, my God, he, he's pretty much unbeatable. He doesn't need to stop. There's no consequences. And the the lack of uh, levity in it makes it feel like everyone's taking this way more seriously than they need to. Um, some people are saying this is their favorite John Wick out of all of them. I'm not going to deny him that. I think all of the kills are amazing. All the action, amazing. It's the narrative structure and the character development that are really hurting it for me. Um, music, amazing. Uh, it, it's like, I mean, it, it, it's right there up with some of the best uh, uh, music that you've heard on anything else. Tyler Bates and Joel J. Richard are on here. Um Tyler Bates is known on Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Watchmen 300. Yeah, he's got some some epic stuff underneath his belt. And Joel J. Richard was in the music department for John Wick Chapter 2, Born Identity. 
um, John Wick 1, and some television as well. So, yeah, um, got some uh, great music in there. Let me see if I can talk about anything else before, um, let me see. Like I said, it's very, it, it feels very much like a video game when you're, I was supposed to say when you're playing this, when you're watching this. Um, the last 15 minutes, last 10 minutes, maybe last five minutes, kind of are a whiff, in my opinion. They, in, I don't think they knew how to end this movie. And when they were writing it, it very much feels like they started at the beginning and kept on going. And they're like, ah, how do we connect this to a larger universe? And how do we, you know, expand it? How do we make sure it continues? And it is just like, what the hell? Um, It felt like an old school uh, writing trick. And it's it's not quite like waking, waking up from a dream, but it's almost that bad in my opinion. So um, that that ending was not good in my uh, IMO. Um, let's see who else we have on here that we need to discuss on John Wick Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. First of all, Saeed, is Saeed even French? Okay, so he is Moroccan. Okay, so I was curious. He's not even, I don't know. There's one actor in here that played a Latino guy a while back, and now he's playing a Moroccan guy, so apparently he actually is Moroccan. So, um, And that's, uh, what's his face? Uh, Saeed Tagamaru. Maru. Mari. Sorry, I said, I, I fucked that up. But anyways, um... Let's discuss spoilers for John Wick Chapter 3 starting right now. Um, so we are in John Wick Chapter 3. Parabellum. Uh, spoilers. I found out what Parabellum meant and then I lost what it... Something like if you want to complete... If you want to... Parabellum. I know I had that. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Ah, I found it. Parabellum. Any any uh, guesses on there? On the live chat? Oh, by the way, we're on the uh, live chat on twitch.tv slash luckydogpodcast. Check the show notes to uh, figure, you know, to, to join that. Um, so, so, Parabellum is a type of semi-automatic pistol or machine gun and it also it also is uh let me see in the early 20th century the name of a german make of a gun from latin parabellum in the phrase of c vacine bassim parabellum probably said that wrong <laughs> if you want peace Prepare for war, which is, uh, that's pretty interesting, and I like that. Um, I kind of wish that it was either just John Wick Parabellum or John Wick Chapter 3. You don't need both, <laughs> but uh, whatever, we got both. Let's talk about uh, a couple of my favorite action scenes. First of all, that was a massive fucking guy at the beginning. I thought 
the beginning of the the first hour is amazing. It really slows down when it gets to the point where he has to chop his finger off in the desert for, um, I don't know, uh, the elder, which I was a little confused on that. I was assuming that he was doing that so he could have uh, amnibity or something like that, you know, just uh, so he wasn't being shot at, you know, every location that he was at. So at the end of Chapter 2, John Wick Chapter 2, they... um, you know, so he shoots somebody at the Continental, I, I believe. I'm not exactly sure who, but um, I'm assuming it's the bad guy in it. Not really, not really sure who, but um, probably gonna have to go back and check that out if it's a big deal at all. But anyways, I thought um, it was awesome where it picked up, and with you know this underground guild of you know assassins that are trying to kill him it was amazing you know following him almost in this mad max style of action like it was non-stop now what if this was underground uh why the fuck is everybody an assassin it feels like there's an assassin everywhere you look um to the point where it didn't matter who it was they they were getting taken out and it felt like the people that were inhabiting this world didn't give a fuck that there was assassins everywhere no one really I don't know. It felt like there were so many um, opportunities for, you know, a regular person to get hit or shot. It almost never happens in this movie. In these movies, um, it just feels like oh, it's only assassins getting hurt, and there's almost no collateral damage. Um, unlike the first two, which is might it might be just my memory might be a little vague and I don't remember as well but I just felt like the the consequences in this movie seems little to none I mean at the very beginning he's stabbed shot hurt pretty bad and he's getting doctored up by uh, um by the doctor and then he turns around and then the doctor has a gun on him and so um he ends up you know having to shoot the doctor because the doctor helped him or whatnot and he ends you know gets the the pills but honestly, after the first two movies and then the third one, does this guy like eat, drink, or like do anything other than fight? Because this guy has like no downtime. And the first John Wick, he li- he has time to have conversations. He has to time. He has time to um, you know, uh, take it easy to rest. It felt like. There wasn't just like this energizer bunny that was shoved up his ass that kept him going 200% every time. And I did hear people saying that, yes, it looked like he was showing that he was getting tired, which is something I really like that is shown in these type of movies that, you know, you can and you are getting tired because a normal person would. Um, I felt like he was showing he was tired, but he never, you know, regressed in – um, being tired or being hurt or being able to do less than everything he was able to do in the f- previous two movies. I feel like he is, he's uh, barely hindered at all. And he finds whether he's killing you with a, uh, a book or if he's killing you with a horse, it's uh it's badass to watch, but you ultimately as a viewer are numb to it. Cause you've seen, I don't know how many, People get kicked, shot, stabbed in the head. Um, I like this movie a lot more than the... I I think I'm going to like this movie a lot more than the second one because what I heard is there's a lot more gunplay in the second one. Um, but it's only an hour and a half. The difference in these three movies is the first two movies are 
Um, sorry, the the first movie's only an hour and a half. The se- sorry, an hour and forty one minutes. The second movie is two hours two minutes, and the third one is two hours ten mo- minutes. And uh, second one is slightly better rated than the first one. Not sure if that's just because more people have seen the se- uh, first one, and just you know, not really sure. But for whatever reason, um, I. I enjoyed this, but th- there is a lot of story that <laughs> uh, I wish was a little bit more um, better explained. And uh, I really liked Asia Kate Dillon as the adjudicator. You know, she's got this intimidating, um, uh, I don't know, like presence about her. And she's also really attractive. Um, I was like, my goodness. It's got this androgynous thing going on. It's like, okay, she rocks it. And uh, we have uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King. He's sliced up in the middle of the movie and comes back at the very end as the pigeon assassin master or whatever the buck. I was like, this is some bullshit. I was like, this is... This is a movie that was made in the late '90s, or this uh, this script was because it is just it's a garbage line. Like the last like two minutes of it is just stupid, in my opinion. And uh, what's his face, the, the TikTok man, Jason Mansukius. Uh, I was like the, the guy from Big Mouth. Uh, he's completely wasted. Um. Or he's just not in the movie. Um, Ian McShane, he kind of plays the same character as always, like you know the manager. Um, like I said earlier, Sophie, uh, Sophia, who's Halle Berry's character, is another manager in another branch, and uh, I like the world building in it. But the way that they go about giving the other characters agency and reasoning and um, you know that type of thing, kind of dumb really kind of dumb like the, the the doctor knowing good and well that john wick is uh uh has five minutes to sew up a stitch or something like that and by the by that five minute mark or even knowing that he's given that uh even knowing that he's helping john wick he's gonna have to have john wick inflict pain on him on some way to, so it shows that there was a struggle of some sort getting shot twice what is the fucking purpose of that it is uh an the old man doctor getting shot twice after saving John Wick the first time. It, it it was like people knew what kind of movie they were in. They were just like, shoot me. You got to do this free because you get a health pack for it or something like that. I, I don't – it it felt like – I don't know. It very much felt like these people all knew what movie they were in. And, uh, you know – Keanu Reeves does an amazing job as John Wick. I just feel like he's a little bit dry and he needs something to go um, to kind of play off of. Halle Berry was nice to have there for the short time she was there. Um, She pretty much just walks off the screen. Um, The dogs are a lot of fun to have as well. I kind of maybe would have wanted to see him a little bit more with the dog. I kind of thought there was a good 45 minutes where he didn't touch a dog or he wasn't even in the scene with one. But... um, yeah, that uh, story is leaves something to be desired, and uh, just yikes. Um, Mark DeCosicos is. Um, let me see. 
He's uh, Marshall. Mark DeCascos is is the guy that's kind of like a really big fan of his. He's some sort of like one of the big bads in it, and uh, he's. It's funny because he has this like, you know, fanboy quality about him. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm a really big fan of you. And, you know, uh, you know, we're both assassins. We have so much in common, that type of thing. And there's a lot of things that comedy to be mined from it and there are some places within the movie that are funny you know just having to do with you know maybe two people pointing a gun at each other having to reload really quick or something like that or um uh you you know two people hand you know doing john wick and the other guy doing combat fighting you know hand to hand then they turn around they realize they're in a room full of knives and it's like oh shit (laughs) and it's uh yeah it's that type of thing um so there are moments of comedic levity, but I really do think that this uh, could warrant to have, you know, a little bit more just to balance out all the action. I just feel like there's just a, a tad bit much, just one or two, one or two minutes on to every single one of these, uh, uh, to these uh, stunts that really feel like they went the extra mile, and they actually showed it. They they did fucking badass stunts and. I wish I could have this type of action in every single one of my, you know, uh, you know, uh, action, uh, thriller, horror, whatever movies that you know require this type of action because um, it's coherent for one thing. It's 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 used on a nice wide lens with uh, you know shots that you know aren't quick cutting left and right to make it look like they're you know getting. WWE, you know, hitting each other or something like that. It looks like these people are actually getting hit, and the camera stays on them. And so, um, yeah, you get you get the blood you're looking for if you're going into this movie in comparison to the first one, at least. Um, the second one, uh, I have no idea yet. So, if I go back and check out the um, first two John Wicks, I'll try to do a quick review, summary review on that. We did talk about the first one a lot in this one today, so. Um, if you like the review, please check out the rest of the Lucky Dog podcast on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes, Google Play, whatever, um, tune in, whatever podcast app you're listening to. Um, we try to stream a lot of these um, podcasts, and all of the links for this can be found uh, for the streaming sites and whatnot, twitch.tv slash luckydogpodcast um, can be found below. Um if you want to find them faster, easier, quicker, better, faster. Uh, so, um, yeah, check out comments, questions, concerns. Go to the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at Lucky Dog Podcast. Facebook us. We have uh, a Facebook group there. We, you know, interact and post all the cool, fun digital media stuff on there. Um, Twitch and Instagram. So be sure to check all of that out, all the social medias. Um, in the show notes below. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. We cannot do this without you. And uh, I would just like to say, give my appreciation to uh, top three uh, places that are coming in. Today are Derby, the United Kingdom, San Jose in the United States, Danville, United States, and Romulus is coming back in the United States. These, uh, I believe I've uh, given a shout out to these uh, locations before, so um, I appreciate you coming in and joining the Lucky Dog Podcast. So, 
Thank you for listening and take it easy. So far, you haven't disappointed. We can keep this up as long as you'd like. But this only ends one way. All of this for what? Because of a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy. <laughs>